Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello. Welcome to the LAF podcast. Monica here, and I am here solo once again. Um, Today, what I'm going to be introducing is, um, or just expanding on, is this month's theme, uh, which it's all about wonder and also inner child work, inner child awareness, and how the importance of healing that wounded inner child or those those inner wounds, um, the, the reason why it's so important so we can expand on our lives and move on. Because a lot of times, so much of our trauma is related to when we were kids. And then that trauma becomes this fear. And sometimes we bury it so deep that we even forgot when it actually happened and then maybe we're in our 20s or 30s or 40s whatever it is and you're feeling blocked and maybe this manifests in your relationships or in jobs or in different adventures to go on and there's just something that keeps blocking you and at least uh, in the years of that I've been going to therapy I realized just all that unhealed trauma that was holding me back. And the moment I tried or or put attention to it, I was able to heal it and move on. And I think one of the most important things to know, especially when we talk about healing and uh, mental health and all the things, is remembering that not all of you is broken, right? And that we actually all share this. All humanity shares pain, but we also share joy and healing is possible. So, you know, potentially there are certain things that maybe you're blocked on and maybe you haven't wanted to look at it and that's okay. But whenever you're ready, that's only that's only going to allow you to propel and move on and experience new things in your life. But again, the most important piece is if and when you're ready. And I, again, I can say this to be true for me, and I've seen it in my own life, things that perhaps 10 years ago I wouldn't have done, but thanks to uh, 
going to counseling, uh, I've been able to unlock those parts of me that have allowed me to say yes to more of life. And I think that's the big piece is by saying yes to ourselves, we say yes to life. And I think that is what makes life really fun. Of course, it can be very daunting at times. And of course, it's not easy at times either, but it's not impossible. And with the right guidance, the right support, it can actually happen. So today, I'm going to, again, expand a little bit on that and also talk a lot, talk a little bit more or talk a little bit about the planet, the state of our climate and what we can do about it and how all of this is related to healing. I know we've talked about this in other episodes and even on our online content, but I think it's worth noting. Um, I read a really important post the other day on social media, um, especially with all these fires happening. And this, my, my friend on there, she said something how no one responded to her post and that she was kind of um, in shock that no one did. And, and her post was related to the fires that are happening. And uh, so it made me think that I think a lot of, t- a lot of us just don't know where to begin. And, uh, and I've talked about Charles Eisenstein before. He is an author, environmentalist, and what he's promoting is pretty much that the healing of a human then transfers to the healing of others and then helps with the healing of the planet, right? Very similar to what we're talking about here at LYF. And I mean, again, time and time again, I just find this to be so truthful because we are all connected all living beings, we are all here connected to one another. And it's just so interesting that the rise in depression, the rise in anxiety, all of this mental health, all these mental health issues are rising. And then our environment is, our environmental issues is also rising. So it seems like there's just this huge disconnect. And the disconnect, if we think about it on an individual level, so many of us suffer disconnection from ourselves. And if we're disconnected from ourselves, you bet believe that we're disconnected from the planet, right? And of course, I'm speaking in general terms, and this doesn't apply to everybody. It just applies to what I see um, as a state of humanity. And it can get very daunting, and it can be very doom and gloom. Um, I've definitely been through that whole wave in my past years ago. But again, I found hope. I found hope when I found hope with again with myself. And when I gave my my healing a priority and I saw my transformation, I thought, you know what? I'm lighter and I'm I'm thinking more proactive and therefore allowing more solutions to be proactive in my community and also providing more solution for the planet. And that's my hope, right? That is my hope, my eternal hope. And um, until the day I die, <laughs> that will be what I will be preaching. I will have always optimism and hope, not only for the healing of humanity, but also the healing of our beautiful planet. 
Um, so I wanted to read uh, just some some notes that I have of different lectures that I've um, heard of Charles Eisenstein. And one of the things that stuck with me is this idea of when you hear folks talk about, oh, I don't do nature. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard this. Um, and it's interesting because we are nature. And even that word makes it seem like nature is outside of us. When again, in fact, we are biological beings. We are animals functioning in this ecosystem. So we are nature. So I think, again, connecting the dots back to ourselves is what's so important. Um, and it's okay if you're not <laughs> super into hiking or camping or any of those things. But I think the most important thing is remembering your human nature, connecting with you. And then even if you're not an avid camper, just seeing what you can do to improve your relationship with the planet. Um, so a little bit more back history um, of me, and I've shared this other times. Um, as a kid, I grew, I grew up as an environmentalist, first and foremost. And there was this book called The Great Kapok Tree that stayed with me my whole life. And it was this book that pretty much sparked the interest that I would one day be somebody that defends the environment. And I just knew this. And I, I did everything that I could as I grew. And then in high school, started getting more involved. And then eventually uh, in college, started getting super involved with different initiatives and started different things there. Um, but it's this book that kept that passion alive for me. Because what happened was that the author wrote an incredible letter to her readers, and it was pretty much helping the reader remember that they can create change in the world. So, and it was this book too that, in moments of despair, like even in my own mental health journey, helped me keep my light alive. And again, and going back to our topic of the month of wonder and inner child work, it was this inner kid and in me and my heart that pretty much saved me. Um, you know, I've, at this point in my life, I've gone through a lot of different storms, some I've talked about on here. And I swear if, I, if it hadn't been for my inner child, remembering that inner child, I don't know if I'd be here right now. And so that's why it's so important to remember what it is that's always made you shine from the time that you could remember when you were a kid. Um, even if you can't dedicate full time to whatever that is, but just incorporating it in your life is so essential. And I know I'm like talking about different topics, the environment, inner child work, mental health, and maybe it doesn't make sense, but I want to just kindly request give it a give it a try just give give these concepts a try and if we look at the facts that you know we are these human beings these animals uh, these mammals on this planet and seeing our actions that haven't on a wide scale haven't been beneficial to the planet what if it's all related to us forgetting who what we're meant to be doing here 
you know, our ancestors used to have a pretty good relationship with the planet. I mean, if we look at all the indigenous uh, tribes in different countries, it's like those principles, those traditions, thank goodness they carry on. And thank goodness they're still alive to teach. And because that right there is what's keeping life intact, at least for the human so we can remember and we can give opportunity to that. And just like we can remember that inner child in our heart that wanted the best and had these amazing dreams for ourselves, we can remember our roots as a species and what that means for the planet and what that means for improving our relationship with the planet. And I know, again, it seemed, it's a big topic especially when we see so much catastrophe from from provoked fires to endangered animals and what have you. But Charles Eisenstein also said, just like a patient, a human that might be in stage four cancer has the capacity to heal, so can Mother Earth. And if enough of us believe in this, we can write a new story for us. And of course, all the actions matter from individual action to corporate action. But you, your contribution, even if it is to stop, just starting with eliminating bottled water um, or switching more to a plant-based diet, you know, whatever thing that you might think is small, I trust you, there's a ripple effect because we're all connected. So by you choosing to eat less meat during the week, that means less sales for whatever company that is. And that means more, um, just a more holistic, sustainable solution for the, for the, for one aspect of our environment, our environmental issues. So, so yeah, you know, I know that it's, it's a lot and it's a lot to just kind of digest into different or, or to uh, describe in a shorter in a short amount of time, but I just hope if, if anything, if anything, if you're going to take away anything from what I'm saying is have by having hope for you, you're having hope for life because you're giving hope to your life, and therefore that energy magnifies and then gives hope to others, whether that other humans. And you don't know what that that other human's positive action, what ripple that might have in the in the web of life. <laughs> so hope, optimism, love, all these things, they go a long way. And it all begins with you having hope for your life, your well-being. So you, that, again, can echo throughout the whole planet, whole universe. <laughs> So I believe in you and your healing. And then as we heal together in our individual lives, I believe that we can heal our species and that we can help heal the planet and remembering that we deserve to be here. We do. And just by the same thing, by switching our habits on a personal level to improve our lives, right? Like when you want to get healthier and all that, 
that can be done too with our relationship with the planet by switching those habits. It's all habits at the end of the day and it's all decision. So the decision is yours. And I, I again, I want to just be that voice that I believe in your decisions to be helpful to you and others and even, and then further to the planet. So I wanted to end it on a lighthearted note. I'm going to read. I love to read stuff on here. I'm going to read The Great Kapok Tree. So again, this uh, book came to me when I was in third grade. And my school at the time would uh, concentrate on different topics every quarter. And this one quarter, it was all about the rainforest. And we did from art projects to plays and all related to learning about the rainforest. And this book taught me about the deforestation that was happening. And in my, you know, as an eight-year-old, I was just appalled and I couldn't believe that humanity was allowing this. And it made no sense to me because I, at that age, I already understood that plants are huge, are pretty much, they're essentially the lungs of the planet and there are lungs. And so I was outraged when I learned about this. But again, this book helped instill hope. And, uh, and again, the power of just changing one life and the ripple that has on the web of life. So here we go. All right. So the book is called The Great Kapok Tree. And here we go. Two men walked into the rainforest. Moments before, the forest had been alive with the sounds of squawking birds and howling monkeys. Now all was quiet as the cre creatures watched the two men and wondered why they had come. The larger man stopped and pointed to a great kapok tree. Then he left. The smaller man took the axe that he carried and struck the trunk of the tree. Whack, whack, whack. The sounds of the blows rang through the forest. The wood of the tree was very hard. Chop, chop, chop. The man wiped off the sweat that ran down his face and neck. Whack, chop, whack, chop. Soon the man grew tired. He sat down to rest at the floor of the great kapok tree. Before he knew it, the heat and the home of the forest had lulled him to sleep. A boa constrictor lived in the kapok tree. He slithered down the trunk to where the man was sleeping. He looked at the gash that the axe had made in the tree. Then the huge snake slid very close to the man and hissed in his ear. Senor, this tree is a tree of miracles. It is my home where generations of my ancestors have lived. Do not chop it down. A bee buzzed in the sleeping man's ear. Senor, my hive is in this kapok tree and I fly from tree to tree and flower to flower collecting pollen. In this way, I pollinate the trees and flowers throughout the rainforest. You see, all living things depend on one another. A troop of monkeys scampered down from the canopy of the kapok tree. They chattered to the sleeping man. Senor, we have seen the ways of man. You chop down one tree, then come back for another and another. 
the roots of these great trees will wither and die, and there will be nothing left to hold the earth in place. When the heavy rains come, the soil will be washed away, and the forest will become a desert. A toucan, a macaw, and a cock of the rock flew down from the canopy. Senor, squawked the toucan, you must not cut down this tree. We have flown over the rainforest and seen what happens once you begin to chop down the trees. Many people settle on the land. They set fires to clear the underbrush, and soon the forest disappears. Where once there was life and beauty, only black and smoldering ruins remain. A bright and small tree frog crawled along the edge of a leaf. In a squeaky voice, he piped in the man's ear. Senor, a ruined rainforest means ruined lives. Many ruined lives. You will leave many of us homeless if you chop down this great kapok tree. A jaguar had been sleeping along a branch in the middle of the tree. Because he spotted his spotted coat blended into the dappled light and shadows of the understory, no one had noticed him. Now he leapt down and paddled silently over to the sleeping man. He growled in his ear, Senor, the kapok tree is home to many birds and animals. If you cut, cut it down, where will I find my dinner? Four tree porcupines swung down from branch to branch and whispered to the man, Senor, do you know what we animals and humans need in order to live? Oxygen. And senor, do you know what trees produce? Oxygen. If you cut down the forest, you will destroy that which gives us all life. Several anteaters climbed down the kapok tree with their young clinging to their backs. The unstripped anteaters said to the sleeping man, Senor, you are chopping down this tree with no thought for the future. And surely you know that what happens tomorrow depends on what you do today. The big man tells you to chop down a beautiful tree. He does not think of his own children, who tomorrow must live in a world without trees. A three-toed sloth had begun climbing down from the canopy when the men first appeared. Only now did, the re the, did she reach the ground, plodding ever so slowly, slowly over to the sleeping man. She spoke in her deep and lazy voice. Senor, how much is beauty worth? Can you live without it? If you destroy the beauty of the rainforest, on what would you feast your eyes? A child from the Yanomono tribe who lived in the rainforest knelt over the sleeping man. He murmured in his ear, Senor, when you awake, Please look upon us all with new eyes. The man awoke with a start. Before him stood the rainforest child, and all around him staring were the creatures who depended upon the great kapok tree. What wondrous and rare animals they were. The man looked about and saw the sun streaming through the canopy. Spots of bright light glowed like jewels amidst the dark green forest. Strange and beautiful plants seemed to dangle in the air, suspended from the great kapok tree. 
The man smelled the fragrant perfume of their flowers. He felt the steamy mist rising from the forest floor. But he heard no sound, for the creatures were strangely silent. The man stood and picked up his axe. He swung back his arm as though to strike the tree. Suddenly he stopped. He turned and looked at the animals and the child. He hesitated. Then he dropped the axe and walked out of the forest. And that's it. And then this, when I was a kid, you know, after reading that, I saw this letter from the author. And her name is Lynn Cherry. And for her, I, I owe her awakening my purpose as a kid that has stayed with me. Um, and she wrote this letter to us. Dear readers, I wrote the Kapok tree to let the world know what happens to the rainforest creatures and to the entire planet when rainforests are destroyed. I hope that after reading this book, you will help save the rainforest. The great Kapok tree is about the Amazon rainforest, a tropical rainforest, but we have a temperate rainforest in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. that we must protect too. To save acres uh, in the tropical rainforest, write the Children's Rainforest, P.O. Box 936, Lewiston, Maine, 04240. Please care for Mother Earth. Together, we can make a difference. And that, again, as a kid, it empowered me so much because here there was this author believing in me, believing in all the kids and believing in all the readers that would read that, giving hope. And again, back to what I was saying earlier about believing in hope and believing in optimism. And even though things can get hard, right? as long as there's a tomorrow, there's a new opportunity. And again, that translates from your own mental health journey to your wellness journey, translating it to the hope of all of humanity, to the hope of our planet that we can, we can, we can actually change things. And again, I'm sure a lot of folks listening have had to believe in their in themselves to still be here and you've done it. And if you're caught in a storm right now, give yourself that hope because tomorrow will come. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. And as we heal the inner demons, the inner trauma, we can start giving and we can give back to mother earth. She's always been there from day one of us all being born on this planet and we can we can do better i believe we can and and again to sum it all up just never forgetting that wonder that wonder for life because a lot of times i find that you know as as we get older we start saying no to things oh no i don't want to go on that trip or no i don't want to go to that music festival or whatever it is or no, I don't want to go on that date, but why? You know, when we're kids, we just kind of innately have that wonder, right? And then unfortunately through trauma and different situations, it gets it gets uh, squashed a little bit. But light 
is always stronger and and the moment you believe in that light to grow it will and so you know if you need mental health resources definitely reach out to us and of course you know we have a, we have a, a membership too um, that we offer support calls for folks as well so whatever it is whatever you're looking for if you just need help finding help for yourself you know, never hesitate to reach out to LYF we're here for you and again as firm believers of healing it carries on and and having that childlike wonder saves lives it did save it saved mine after all and that's why I'm so passionate about it about keeping that inner child alive healing that those parts of you and believing in possibilities you owe it to yourself you owe it to that that inner kid in your heart and with that I bid adieu so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed um it's really wonderful to share bits of me on here and I hope that it resonates and if you haven't already please leave us a review it's the only way that we're going to be able to grow our podcast rate our podcast um, review it wherever you listen um and we have giveaways coming up to um to help promote our podcast so thank you all and i wish you well today and always peace <laughs>